Welcome back to Advance Your Wealth, the video and podcast series from Convergent Wealth Partners. I'm Homer Smith, and I'm here again today with Frank Seneco from Seneco and Associates to go over some, some additional advanced planning ideas. Uh, so far, we've covered uh, benefit-focused defined benefit plans and private placement life insurance and annuities on, on previous episodes. So if you missed those, I would highly suggest you go back and, and, and review those videos. Lots of great ideas and tips on, on how to take advantage of some of these advanced planning ideas uh, to, to better your overall and optimize your overall situation. So today, though, we're going to focus on a couple of different topics. Uh, you know, they're, they're advanced. And we're going to get into a little bit of the details, but we're going to try to keep it high level and and uh, just kind of start the conversation around things like premium finance, life insurance, and uh, different types of uh, benefit plans, deferred compensation plans for for private business owners. So with that, Frank, uh, welcome back again. Uh, let's just jump into it. Tell me a little bit about the idea of premium financing life insurance. Why would you uh, take a loan out or use premium financings to buy, to buy life insurance? And, and really, what is this all about? I've heard about it, uh, but you know, give us a little bit of an idea of what this really is all about. Thank you, Homer. It's great to be back with you. Uh, premium finance life insurance is a strategy that has been around really, I'd say, since the late 90s. But it is where a client will, will borrow funds from a third-party lender, typically a, a bank that specializes in lending on life insurance contracts. And they're going to borrow the premiums to fund the life insurance, with the overall strategy being that the life insurance is going to earn more than the cost of the dollars borrowed. Now, that's the general concept of it. So I'm borrowing monies. Uh, to fund a life insurance contract to take advantage of positive arbitrage that the insurance policy has the ability to earn more than my cost of funds. Got it. So, you know, who, who might be, you know, obviously arbitrage makes sense. And, and we talk about that a lot with clients and oftentimes clients will borrow funds to invest and use margin for that same idea. So it sounds kind of similar in this, uh, uh, this area. Who, who would be the best type of candidate uh, for looking at you know premium financing life insurance, what, what are the situations you run into most often? Well, the ones I run into most often are there, there's two uh, focus areas. It's really from the estate planning side, where a client needs a large block of life insurance, and either they are limited on their gifting ability to fund the premiums on an annual basis, so we'll borrow the premiums from that third party lender, and the client will either fund the insurance every year, which is, a, excuse me, fund the, uh, the interest every year, which is a lower fee than the outright premium. Um, or um, the client will turn around and use this as a way to leverage to help uh, enhance retirement income. So I've seen two sides of the spectrum, whether it's borrowing to fund a very large estate tax liability, or they wanna use this as, as leverage uh, to hopefully fund up a policy that's going to earn a greater amount than their uh, their borrowing costs and use that as a retirement supplement. So over time, let's play this out. You know, over a five or ten year period, what are you know, what are what are the benefits of utilizing the strategy? You know, we don't have to get into a spreadsheet and kind of look at the numbers necessarily, but you know, kind of understand the idea of leverage in general. So you know, fast forward ten years, what's what's the idea of how this should play out over a time frame like that? Well, I mean, let's focus more on the estate strategy, okay. um, but it's really where the client, they usually they will fund the policies and it's a fixed version of a life insurance contract. 
whether it's a whole life universal life or something like an index universal life, um, there are limitations on, on funding a private placement or a variable life. So you're really gonna use one of the fixed insurance-based products. We're gonna fund at a very high premium to fund that policy up at a very fast rate and also get monies in there to take advantage of the tax deferred earnings and the compounding. So let's usually we see index universal life policies are being, are being used. Uh, they fund the policy over five, seven or 10 premium contributions, uh, borrowing the premium each year. They can either pay the loan interest or they can accrue it. And over the 10 years, you wanna have where the policy has outperformed the loan and you'll have a positive cash in the contract over the loan. I like to equate this to, it's like a commercial uh, real estate loan. I mean, you have a piece of property being the insurance and the focus is that's gonna appreciate on an annual basis faster than you're borrowing on an interest only loan. Got it. And so in another way, maybe to think about it or another area where it might make sense is if you have a large insurance need Maybe you have some smaller cash flows now, but in the future, you can see whether it's again through a business sale or some other uh, trigger that those incomes are going to be significantly increasing. You might utilize a strategy now, um, knowing that additional cash flows are coming in the future. Is that another way that this might make sense? Yes, it could be a temporary situation when we tie this to some estate planning techniques, such as grats or sales to defective trusts, where at the end of a certain period, assets that have been moved out of the estate now are available to fund premiums. So we might borrow premiums for seven years as an example, uh, around year 10 or 11, maybe that other planning, the GRAT or the defective trust cash flow becomes free and then we'll pay off the loan. Um, so it's another way of locking in the client's insurability, taking advantage of, um, of that tax deferred compounding because it's a permanent insurance need and then we might pay off the loan from outside funds. Got it. So kind of in each of our uh, conversations, you know, all the strategies we talked about are pretty complex and they've got some pretty compelling benefits to them in life insurance in general with the tax deferral and potential tax-free withdrawal and tax-free life insurance benefits. Lots of benefits around these types of plans, but with those types of benefits also come uh, mistakes, pitfalls, advisors that are, are being too aggressive with the use of this type of strategy. So you know, with premium finance life insurance, what are some of the mistakes and pitfalls that you see being made out there that you know, maybe you're, again, too aggressive or, or just not utilizing these the way they should? What, what are some of the mistakes that you see being made out there? I mean, the biggest thing that I see is clients aren't aware of that uh, they have to potentially post collateral for any shortfall between the policy value and the loan. Um, if, uh, if they walk away from the transaction, they could have a, a call on that collateral, whether it's a securities portfolio, a, a savings account, or uh, even real estate. That's one thing. Uh, the loan interest rates are subject to, um, uh, to fluctuation, which if we're going into a higher interest rate environment, they could have a, a higher loan interest payment. And the policy performance is not there, so you don't get the right arbitrage. I mean, it's a great transaction. It's just something that needs to be monitored. Yeah, so you can't set it and forget it. You can't put no. this plan in place and then you know go seven years later and see if it worked. It's something that's got to be you know managed on an ongoing basis. Yes. Great. Well, good. Well, it sounds like again, um, if you've got you know so, uh, some complex uh, planning needs 
where there uh, is a, a large need for life insurance, but potentially some, some lower cash flows now, but future cash flows will be larger or some estate planning needs where this could make sense. Um, definitely an area that we should be reviewing and stress testing and seeing if it might fit into your situation. Um, but you know, in our time today, I also, I also wanna cover one other topic. You know, A lot of the clients I work with are private business owners. You know, the nature of the, of the environment that we're in is is that it's it's been more difficult to hire, retain uh, quality employees, and so business owners are looking for ways to reward and, and retain their top uh, performers and their management team. So, beyond traditional retirement plans, four hundred one ks, even defined benefit plans that we have, may have discussed on previous episodes, you know, what are some other solutions that you're seeing business owners uh, take advantage of and utilize? Uh, to reward and, and provides even maybe even look at providing succession planning uh, within the business? Sure. I mean, there's a few different things uh, aside from the qualified plan route, like you mentioned, the defined benefit plans and profit sharing plans. I mean, there are non-qualified plans that can be put together. These are certain things of so non-qualified deferred compensation, which can be funded by the business setting up either something called a rabbi trust as an example, um, or uh, a supplemental executive retirement plan, a SERP. And that could be something where the business is going to uh, fund monies into, uh, it could be a, a brokerage account if they chose to, or life insurance can be the funding vehicle. And they're gonna promise them uh, uh, if they stay with the company for a long enough period, they'll get a supplemental retirement income. Typically what we do is our plans have life insurance benefits because Again, the business is taking advantage of that tax deferral. If you are um, uh, using the life insurance contract, if something happens to the executive prior to retirement, if they pass away, you know the plan becomes fully funded and the family can get a benefit and even an additional death benefit on top of it. Um, the one thing with traditional non-qualified deferred compensation is that it is subject to the claims and creditors of, of a business. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But we see these, this is something that's been utilized in, in medium to large corporations you know, for years. Um, other things that can be done just for the employer-employee relationship, the non-owner, you know, um, I know you're, we're going to ask about this. There's certain versions of split dollar um, where really the business can do this on more of a one-off basis without a trust or a, uh, a SERP agreement in place where the business funds a policy and um, they give the employee the right to name the beneficiary at some different triggering points, the cash value can be transferred over um, to the employee as well. So there's different um, planning techniques that can be um, uh, utilized when, when you put together something. Oh, sorry, Frank. So when you say split dollar, what does that mean from a from a life insurance standpoint? I mean, I, I understand that it can be a one off for a specific employee, but what's the split dollar nature of it? Well, the split dollar concept is really we're splitting the use of a dollar between two parties. So in a very simple explanation, it's where uh, the employer will deposit funds into a policy um, upon the employee's passing, the employer would get back the monies that it put into the contract, could be also the, the monies it put in plus the total cash value, and that net death benefit goes over to the employee's beneficiary. So it gives the ability where uh, they can lock in permanent insurance for an employee and have the ability to recoup their funds 
also that can be used as a, a part of a golden handcuff. But overall, it's another form of a loan. It's not premium finance because financing is done with a third party bank, but it is a version of a loan where you have one party lending funds to an individual, a trust, and upon the passing away, they're going to get repaid or during lifetime, they may transfer that money that was advanced over to the, the employee. Got it. So lots of opportunities here between uh, deferred compensation plans, maybe using some split dollar life insurance to uh, focus on a top employee or, or management team member. You know, how else do you see life insurance being utilized as part of succession plans for business owners? Uh, typically, I mean, what we'll see is uh, the most traditional uh, succession plan. It's going to be a buy-sell agreement between owners where let's say if you and I were partners in a business, you know, either the business takes out a policy on each of us. And if one of us passes away, it's going to be used to buy out my or your heirs, you know, whoever has passed away, or you and I could take a policy out on each other. There are different tax benefits associated with doing either type of a strategy. Uh, so that's a typical buy-sell agreement. Uh, we may have where an individual uh, has a key employee. Let's say I own the business 100%, you're my key employee. And if something happens to me, my family's not going to be able to run the business, but I want to give you the ability to buy out my business interest. So it might be again where the business takes out a policy or you'll own a policy on my life and you're my employee, though, not my partner. And then we'll have a separate agreement for the fair market value of the business. If I pass, you're going to use those funds to buy out my heirs. Another thing as well could be a version of key person insurance. So key man insurance, uh, key person, key man. I mean, it's really for a valuable employee, uh, whether it's if something you were key to me and something were to happen to you, I can have a policy that's going to give me some time before I'm able to buy out, uh, excuse me, to uh, buy out, that's the wrong term. I'm able to replace you because you're such a valuable employee. You might have a key person insurance on me as well as the buy sell because not only are you going to utilize monies to buy out my heirs, but you need some money in the company for you to get things going. So there's different versions. It's business typically will own a policy either for a buyout purpose or providing funds in, in the event of a key person passing away. Got it. So lots to think about here from, from the show today. So we've got uh, premium finance, life insurance, deferred compensation plans, split dollar plans, key person plans, uh, different types of buy-sell agreements and succession planning. So a lot of great uses where you can use the leverage of life insurance and the tax-deferred nature of the growth inside of the policy and the tax-free benefits of it to really enhance what you're doing within, within your business and providing benefits for not only you and your family as a business owner, but also potentially for your employees. And, and especially right now, again, with all the challenges that we're facing uh, with finding and retaining uh, top quality talent, uh, really looking into how these types of plans might be a benefit uh, for you uh, really you probably couldn't be a better time. So if you think that any of the, the topics that we discussed today might be something that would make sense for you, we'd love to hear from you and love to review your overall situation. So send me an email at homer at convergentwealth.com. Uh, we partner really closely with Frank and his team to, to really dive, dive deep into these strategies and, and make sure 
that they're really the right type of benefit for you and and that it really makes sense because as we've talked in all of these episodes you know there's a lot of pitfalls out there and mistakes being made if these aren't structured correctly and so we want to make sure that it, it really is a good fit for you but if it is lots of leverage and lots of powerful uh, uh, strategies that can be uh, implemented here. So once again, Frank, thank you so much for your time. This has been fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm sure we could spend you know, another hour or two going into other advanced life insurance topics, uh, but just really appreciate your time and kind of kickstarting us uh, down this road for our clients and, and diving into some of these areas. Thank you, Homer. It's been great being here. Frank W. Seneco, president of Seneco and Associates Incorporated, is not affiliated with Convergent Wealth Partners and is a separate entity. All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated, or its parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith, integrated, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services. Please consult your legal tax advisor regarding your specific situation.